and welcome to this episode of the CGI Experience Podcast, where we will be exploring how AI will revolutionize human-centered design. I'm Jake Fernandez, a UI designer in our UK HCD team, and I'm pleased to be joined by my colleague, Alex Lowe, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Yeah, hi. Uh, so my name's Alex Lowe, and I'm a user experience strategist working as part of the human-centered design team here at CGI. So looking forward to our discussion today. Well, there's few topics within tech at the moment with the level of intrigue that AI has around it. It has been a rapidly grown field over the past few years that has gained serious traction off the back of emerging technologies such as ChatGPT and MidJourney. But to kick things off, Alex, what are these technologies all about? So the term AI or artificial intelligence, with which you're probably familiar, refers to the ability of machines to perform tasks that typically require human intelligence. And you've probably heard about it being talked about a lot over recent months with AI tools such as OpenAI's ChatGPT and MidJourney appearing regularly in the news. Um, And these are examples of large language models or LLMs. And they're created by training neural networks and extremely large amounts of text data. Um, They're trained in different ways, but ChatGPT, for example, uses an interesting method known as RLHF, and that's stands for reinforcement learning through human feedback, which is essentially a human saying if a response it gives is correct or incorrect. Um, It then has a reward system in place that understands to keep the correct response and dispose of the incorrect response. Um, And it's important that these AIs understand the intent behind what's being asked of them. And RLHF can really help with this. Um, There are many applications uh, and are incorporating layers of AI into their products, such as Microsoft's Bing using ChatGPT. There's now Google's Bard, which is another conversational AI. Uh, And tools such as something like Notion uh, uses AI to generate and organize content. So I guess, why is there such a massive increase in interest in these large language models all of a sudden? Well, I think one of the main reasons GPT has become so popular is it's an evolution of search engines. So in a search engine, a user would have to manually review the content returned to figure out what it is that they want. With something like ChatGPT, the intent from the user is better understood and therefore a more relevant answer is made available. So let's create a scenario comparing GPT to a search engine. I want to find ideas for a budget summer holiday to somewhere hot and create a seven-day itinerary. Google search may find loads of lengthy blogs trying to trawl through opinions and long-winded answers when I just really want to brainstorm. I may end up taking quite a while just to get to this point, likely exhausting myself in the process. GPT can create a response in a digestible way, however I'd like. I could have it draft a carefully written blog which hits all of my criteria, or I could have it boil down to the things into simple bullet points. I could even ask it to write it in a tone of voice that I engage with, like my favorite comedian in a style of a local expert. I think that the aspect of allowing it to mimic a specific tone of voice will be really, really helpful in the future of online chatbots. But what do you think about it, Alex? Yeah, well, there's actually a great podcast and know-how session presented by some of our CGI colleagues, which goes into the power of conversational AI in the context of chatbots uh, and in much more detail, which is really worth checking out. Um, Traditional chatbots are trained on product information, customer service logs, online forums, 
in order to gain an expert level of knowledge that can provide help to a customer. But emerging tools like ChatGPT follow the same methodology, but using the vast data sets, as we described earlier, which lets it do the kind of things that you were just talking about. And looking at ChatGPT in particular, as a user, I'm able to ask it to reflect, in inverted commas, on a response um, it's given me, and it's able to kind of self-analyze, look what it's written and adjust its response accordingly. And so what does this mean on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, for everyday tasks, you could ask these LLMs to do things like organize your diary. Perhaps you want a personal fitness program to work around your week. You could input the details and ask it to create a workout program and a meal plan, say. Or perhaps you just want a recipe suggestion based on what's in your fridge at the moment. These LLMs are really useful for summarizing long form text or explaining complex ideas as well. And they're starting to get good at creating text for emails, letters, presentations, essays, etc. I've even actually used it to create some specific tests um, to help me learn a new language. And we may or may not have used it to create some of the content for this podcast. It'd be interesting to see if you can tell. And you could, if you wanted, get it to summarize something like the Magna Carta in, say, 200, uh, 200 words, but in the style of someone like Billy Connolly, which we did try and it was interesting to see what those results were. Uh, but, you know, this is just a start, really. I guess what else might be possible in the future? I think it could also be very beneficial for users who may have special requirements and helping them plan ahead. So knowing facilities provided by locations such as disabled access or minimizing travel time between, that might help a lot of people. And there's a handful of people that are already using the multitasking capabilities of these tools to earn money. So in particular, Jackson Fall, who you can follow on Twitter, he's been acting as a human liaison for ChatGPT, asking for it to act as an entrepreneur with the intention of making as much money as possible, starting with $100. And this AI entrepreneur has managed to create a live website with content and images and sold a 2% stake in the business for $500, which effectively values that company at 25000 I think it's a great early adoption of the technology to see how it's impacting our world and bridging into HCD through web design and content creation. But Alex, how are these technologies impacting our industry? Well, as human-centered designers, I think we really need to consider the implications of incorporating AI language models into our industry. While the technology is still in its early stages, we need to identify its strengths, its weaknesses, and how it can be leveraged in our field. I think it's a real opportunity to explore new ways to optimize our workflows uh, and enhance our creative processes and really deliver better outcomes for our clients. And one of the primary applications of AI language models um, in design, I think, is probably around content generation at the moment. While the content produced might not always be perfect initially, I think it can serve as a solid foundation for iteration and refinement. This can be particularly beneficial for maybe for those who might struggle with articulating ideas in a language that isn't necessarily their native tongue, for example, as it provides a starting point for further improvement. This also allows designers to focus on the more strategic aspects of content creation, like tone, messaging, and storytelling. Um, AI language models can also contribute to enhancing collaboration within design teams, I think. You know, you can really provide quick outputs from brainstorming sessions, uh, and these models can stimulate discussions, maybe inspire new ideas and enable teams to explore multiple creative directions more quickly. 
as designers, we can use AI as a collaborative partner to help us refine our ideas and discover more innovative, innovative solutions. AI language models hold great potential for revolutionizing the design industry by automating certain tasks and streamlining processes. However, I think it's really important to remember that human creativity, the critical thinking and the intuition um, that we bring as HCD designers will continue to be essential elements in the design process. As designers, we must learn how to harness the power of AI while maintaining our unique human touch and embracing the opportunities and challenges that AI brings to our profession. And so we've talked a lot about ChatGPT, but what else is there out there for us to use as human-centered designers? Well, there are a few I can list here, which aren't necessarily LLMs, but still use AI in how they work. So for example, um, maybe something like Research AI, which automates user research, streamlining the data collection process. Um, there's something like Smart One, and this offers sentiment and intent analysis, enabling better understanding of user needs. Uh, maybe there's something like UIZard, which is a versatile tool that can generate mock-ups from simple text. It can convert screenshots into editable mock-ups. It can create text for designs, generate UI themes. It can even take like a hand-drawn sketch of a wireframe um, and produce uh, a mock-up based on that, and even produce predicted attention heat maps um, to analyze user flows based on um, what you're designing. Um, perhaps something like VAS or VAS uh, predicts where users will look on a screen, providing insights into design effectiveness. Uh, and then coming down the road fairly soon is going to be something like Adobe Firefly, which uses AI not only to create new images, like something like Midjourney might, but also you can manipulate existing ones in novel new ways. Um, on the coding side, there's something like MS Copilot, um, so that aids in coding tasks, while something more like uh, Notion, which uses AI to generate content like blogs and business plans uh, and sort of learning as you type. Uh, and lastly, perhaps something like FigGPT. This focuses on content generation for prototyping within Figma, which is really handy for us as designers. And these AI tools offer uh, designers a wealth of resource for streamlining their work and enhancing their creative output. Yeah, and we've been using a few of those already, like FigGPT. And for me, UIZard is definitely next up on my list. And speaking about HCD-specific use cases for these technologies, the major one being the improvement of user experience. So being able to analyze user behavior and provide personalized experiences tailored towards user needs, this could take away a lot of those laborious tasks for professionals and allow them to concentrate on what really matters, which is creating the best solution for users. It could also provide starting points for UX designers to move past issues like project paralysis. And those automated tasks could include data gathering and processing for UX designers and researchers. It could take a long time to synthesize user research outputs, uh, such as survey responses and the methods in which we do may not be optimal every time. So think about creating word clouds to get an idea for user feedback. They may be a great tool, but how about getting a full descriptive analysis with statistics to back it up? You can make much clearer research-backed decisions with a tool to conduct all of that hard work for you. And there's also AI opportunities in content writing. So right now, there is still a big need for content designers in this space to develop tone of voice, correctly manage the tool, and review content and tweak as needed. 
but a lot of the writing could be generated through AI tools. And then content designers can focus their time on curating the best output and have a range of options to choose from. So do you think there are any new methodologies that might be created through AI? Yeah, definitely. I think a few that come to mind are a full analysis of social media sentiment to create user personas. We could automate usability testing as a first pass of a product before going out to real users. We can use tools that analyze user behavior, such as the ones that you mentioned before, like attention heat maps or emotive recognition, the latter of which is extremely helpful for professionals with alexithemia, which is a difficulty in understanding or reading emotions. Yeah, I mean, we could even look further to the future and how I, I could assist with something like, uh, like VR testing, providing real-time feedback to improve user experiences. It might be something... CGI could look to implement with our metaverse testing, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. And it's also very helpful for checking and evaluating work. For example, a few of the developers on projects that I've been working on recently have been using GitHub's Copilot, uh, and that checks over the code and provides fixes. It's been really, really helpful for them to make sure that things are working without needing to sit down with a more senior developer and analyze it themselves. There are some ethical implications that we need to consider when using these tools. We may face encoded bias, which is where the data set of the AI has a subconscious bias, and it's extremely difficult to avoid as us humans providing these have our own subconscious biases uh, or what the world may largely accept as right and wrong. So thinking human rights, racism, LGBTQ plus views. There are also quite a few legal concerns that have cropped up, but I'll mention those a little bit later on. So we're also interested in what happens when you combine the capabilities of multiple AI systems like ChatGPT and Midjourney. So Alex, how could they be used to create customized prompts for generating images and assisting in web design projects? Yeah, absolutely. So for example, we started experimenting um, with ChatGPT uh, and by training it to create prompts for Midjourney um, so Midjourney is a text-to-image AI system. We fed ChatGPT information about Midjourney's capabilities, so information like details about different lens selections, um, what Midjourney's capabilities were, and other details into ChatGPT, which in turn generated detailed prompts. As a result, we could enter commands like something like create me a prompt uh, for an image of a young family playing in the park, say, and ChatGPT would generate a detailed description uh, including suggestions on focal lengths, aspect ratios, and quality. We then fed that into Midjourney, which generated the corresponding images. Uh, what what were those results like? Uh, well, not too bad. However, to get really good results, we still need to refine the prompts and experiment quite a lot. But with a bit of um, playing around, you can definitely get to some um, really good results. Yeah, and we also looked at extending these sorts of approaches to other applications like web design. So how did that turn out? Uh, well, uh, we experimented with using ChatGPT to generate prompts for web design, sort of similar to what we talked about for images. So um, we'd put in something like creating a basic design for something like a cosmetics company. Um, and after generating a prompt, we fed that into Midjourney to visualize what that design would be. We also used ChatGPT to create basic steps for user research and UX design strategy. So we would feed it information from popular sites like Nielsen Norman Group, uh, and we'd then ask it to create a UX approach for a hypothetical project using the example of something like the cosmetics company that we just talked about. 
Uh, so perhaps they need a, a new website. What would ChatGPT suggest as an approach? And although it's generated steps that were not in depth, we were able to produce a fair first stab uh, process, which might be useful for basic projects or perhaps if you were new to human-centered design and needed sort of some guidance. Uh, so for example, it suggested we do user interviews. So we then got it to generate an interview protocol for user research based on some specific criteria. Um, we then used that protocol to actually interview some users, get back the uh, user research responses, um, fed that back into it, and it would then suggest some next steps, sort of including building user journeys, personas, that kind of thing. Uh, one thing I would say, though, in general, about a lot of the responses is there can be a lot of extraneous sort of padding and fluff in these responses, especially on the first pass of a prompt. It seems like AI systems like ChatGPT have the potential to handle some heavy lifting tasks. Have you tried incorporating any specific guidelines into your AI-generated prompts? Yeah, so we had a, a little play with um, uh, with it looking at GDS guidelines. So obviously at CGI we do a lot of government work, so we thought it would be interesting to um, sort of train GPT on on the GDS guidelines and see what it came out with. Um, so those AI-generated prompts uh, we then put into MidJourney. And although I think the results that came out weren't really suitable for GDS projects, it was definitely fun to see what the interpretation was. And you could definitely see potential there. And I think as these AI technologies continue to develop and improve, there's no doubt that the possibilities for combining AI systems like ChatGPT and MidJourney will definitely become more exciting. Yeah, it sounds really exciting and a very promising start. So what's next then? Well, as we said before, we're in the very early stages of this technology and its possibilities and impact are yet to be determined, I think. With regards to HCD specifically, I think we've seen a bit of pushback against it. Um, I think there's a fear that it might make a lot of our work obsolete, perhaps. Uh, will it take our jobs? No, I don't think so. Well, at least not not for a while. It's um, I think it's a tool for experts to get the busy work done quicker. You know, we still need that human element and an expert's knowledge to guide the process ultimately. Yeah, and when it comes to product design, a lot of the nice-to-have features don't end up being built due to time and budget constraints. So having these AI assistants will ramp up the speed to allow for larger scopes of work to be completed in that same amount of time. Yeah, and sort of looking a bit further and a bit outside of HCD, you know, on top of that there are lots more forms of media that can be produced, for example, uh, stuff like music or voice synthesization um, and, and video work as well. We've already seen uh, stuff like the uh, the Pope in a puffer jacket image that came out and went viral um, a couple of months ago. And I think we're going to see similar things like that happening uh, with video um, as these um, AIs become more accurate and are able to produce uh, sort of more realistic outcomes. I think, you know, we're definitely seeing an increase in the degree of accuracy in these LLMs. You know, you can see GPT-3 is much less accurate than the current version GPT-4. And those future iterations uh, are only going to get better and closer and closer to being, you know, 100% accurate. Yeah, definitely. And looking at the ethical concerns as well. So as I alluded to before, legal issues are already being spoken about. So government and regulator discussions are upcoming to try and get ahead of the game and ensure that future developments of AI are looked after. 
There's also been a huge lawsuit recently with Getty Images attempting to sue Stable Diffusion for $1.8 trillion for the use of over 12 million copyrighted photos for AI training. Yeah, it's interesting to think about, you know, who has the rights to images created based on someone else's work. Um, you know, AI sort of being trained on different photographers' imagery. Where do those legalities and copyright law sort of fall? That's all being worked out at the moment. Um, but you can see some companies are looking at this already. So we mentioned before Adobe Firefly. Um, so Adobe have their own um, uh, image, uh, stock image site as well. Um, and they're introducing a thing where content contributors um, to that stock site can mark their work to not be used by Adobe's AI uh, and train it. So that's interesting as well. Mm. I think ultimately every single industry will be affected to varying degrees from agriculture to law. I don't think there's a single industry that will not be impacted through AI. But as it has done several times before when new technology is adopted, the world will change and adapt. Right now, it's critical that we don't resist this change. We really need to learn, understand and utilize it. And at the end of the day, these tools and processes have the potential to create better work and home lives for us all. Absolutely. So it's been great to chat about this today and I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens in the next six months and what it brings to the world of AI and you know how as human-centered design um, designers we're going to adapt. Um, so thanks very much for joining me today, Jake. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. 